weather girl. Uh-huh. And have we got news for you. You better listen. Get ready for your lonely girl. And leave those umbrellas at home. All right. It's raining. Ben. Correct. So yeah, hello. It's it's raining, Ben. Feels like it's been a very short amount of time since I was last talking into this microphone on Friday's Moon Club. That's a little plug there. Uh, you can go and find out what that means. But today it's not Moon Club. Today it's raining, Ben. But it's not only raining, Ben. No, no, no. Because that would be ridiculous madness. Instead, it's raining, Ben and Sean. Exactly. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm very good. Good. Yeah. Well, so as to settle everything nicely in. Because I mean, have you done radio before? Never. Never. Have you talked into microphones before? Uh, maybe at weddings. Okay. Okay. That's actually probably more tense. There's no one here, frankly. I mean, if there are, they're out there. They're invisible. This is just our little booth. So just to get things nice and relaxed, I'm going to start out with a song. So this is a song by a band called XTC. I don't know why they chose those letters. I'm assuming it was done at random. Uh, it's a song called uh, I Have Difficulty Talking Around You or something like that. I just, I just picked it at random. Ready for a song? Yes. Okay. Here's a song. Back in a minute. So as was made uh, quite abundantly apparent by the endless, endless repeating of the words, that song was called When You're Near Me I Have Difficulty. So, you know, that was cleared up at least. So, hello, Sean. Hi. Hi. Um, I thought we'd dive into the question section. Okay. Yeah. Because the thing about this show is um, we've, we've sort of stumbled into an aim, the unstated aim of the show based on the fact that its title gives you no clues. The unstated aim is that we're trying to solve the world's problems or at least come to some kind of some kind of decision. The decision might be that there is a right or wrong, might be that there is no answer. All things are valid. Uh, but to, to that end, we need to ask some quick-fire questions just to sort of get the ball rolling, you know, get the uh, decision-making ball rolling. So give me one second. That's me moving a microphone closer to Sean. So let's begin the question section. Question section. Question section. Question section. <laughs> Just to build it up a little bit, you know, to give it some drama. Okay, uh, let's talk about tea. Yes. What is the etiquette for tea making in your mind? Well, I can go by uh, where I work and who I work with. Yeah, I think that's probably best. I think... Uh, They're probably half our listeners, so... That's true. So uh, I think you probably need to make tea twice in the office uh, mm-hmm. for, for, the, for, the, for the guys. Okay. Uh, before... Kind of, you know, just that to, to deal with any other disappointment. Right. But, uh, um, uh, once you've done it twice, you kind of you've off the hook. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Is that per day? Uh, yeah, I'd say on a okay. daily basis. Twice a day. Twice a day. As if a you minimum. each do it twice a day as well. Yeah. It's quite a lot of tea. We need a lot of tea. Yeah. You do. I mean, I suppose your work is. I mean, based on the fact you're designing quite a large building, we'll get back to that later. It's best that you uh, be on point. Yes. I mean, if you or, forgot about a room, that'd be really embarrassing. tea on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe just to escape. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Next question. You wake up in a mysterious world where humans and genetically mutated superwolves are trapped in almost continuous warfare. Which side do you choose? Superwolves. Mm. I, I think because wolves are pack animals and they kind of have quite strong allegiances where humans tend to squabble amongst themselves. That's a very good point taking the sort of uh, walking dead approach to things, that in the end, the zombies won't be the enemy. 
it'll be fellow humans. Correct. Yes. Okay, I can see that. I mean, do you think the genetically engineered superwolves would accept you as one of their own? I mean, I, I suppose the question is is presuming that that's an option. So, mm. uh, I think so. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. What, what well, would you have to offer? I don't have. Well. Um, I've got, I've got a, I've got a nice coat and and and, and a beard. They do appreciate a nice coat. <laughs> yeah, it's glossy. <laughs> uh, if you were a sandwich, what kind of sandwich would you be? Uh, cheese and pickle. If you were not a sandwich, what would you be? Um, that's a good question. Dolphin. Are you a sandwich? No. Okay, it's a triple hitter there. Do you believe in God? No. <clears throat> Zilla. Yes. Good. <laughs> Um, okay, which of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would you share a pizza with and why? Uh, not Michelangelo, because I think he'll probably eat it all. Very probably wise. Leonardo, he's, mm. a, he's kind of team captain. Yeah, he's sort of got the most level head. He's yeah. going to understand the principles of sharing. And he carries two swords, which is useful for cutting pizza. True, and he probably wouldn't be able to pick up any pizza while holding them, so he'd probably get most of it. That's true. Unless he was just, can you spare a pizza? Can you chopstick a pizza? There's a lot of questions. <laughs> Which of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would you spend a long weekend with and why? Uh, probably Michelangelo. Very sensible as well. He's the party animal. He's a bit, he is the party animal. Mm. Yeah. Which of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would you open a shared bank account with and why? Uh, I'm not too sure. Maybe Donatello. Mm-hmm. Um, he's into science and stuff. Mm. And he's probably quite sensible in that respect. He'd probably play the markets. But he then might spend all the money on scientific equipment. Well, I think you'd have to go into it with some kind of pre-nuptial relating to banks. I'm trying to think a pre-financial agreement. Agreement, exactly. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would protect you against such things. You need to assume yeah. it was a 50-50 split. Otherwise, I mean, I say that that's probably not a shared bank account, is it? That's the whole point of a shared bank account is that you have, it's where well, you can equally access it. Exactly. Otherwise, two bank accounts, isn't it? But then he might, he may bring in money as well with his kind of science mm. equipment and inventions. So. And his life of heroism. Yeah. I'm assuming that does pay quite well. I'm never sure how they fund their operation. Probably through news broadcasting and I see. Selling. <laughs> <laughs> Getting things stuck to their, their shells. Yes. Adidas. <laughs> uh, which of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have you yet to mention? Uh, hold on. So we've done Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello. Mm-hmm. There is another one, isn't there? Yeah. This is the ch- this this is is challenging I question. My, uh, I think oh, it's Raphael. It's Raphael. Yeah. yeah. I had to look it up before asking the question. It's worth mentioning. because he's a bit boring. Yeah, that's it. He's the other one. Yeah. I forget what his thing is, even. Sports. I don't know. Is he like Sporty Spice? Is he Posh Spice? Is he Posh Turtle? Probably. Let's go with Posh Turtle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's all the important questions out of the way. Oh, no, there is one more. Um, if A times A equals 49, and A times B equals 35, then why am I so completely without purpose? Because uh, I didn't study maths at GCSE, I did, but I didn't, I didn't actually get a grade for it, and I'm I'm, I'm actually quite proud of that. Yeah, <laughs> could, but not for answering you, math questions. <laughs> so you got completely ungraded. Yes. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. I, I mean, only, that's I only hard. really chose subjects that I was interested in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you like, did you just not turn up? Because it's quite hard to get completely ungraded in maths. You have yeah. to just refuse to answer any questions, basically. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But it, that's pretty much haunted me now for the rest of my life since <laughs> turned out the teachers were right damn it uh, that's a, that's the problem you can't tell kids you can't tell them the teachers are right because what was the fun in that go to your maths lessons mm, there you go in fact that's what we've learned if the question section has taught us anything it's kids do maths do your maths 
about time for a song, I reckon. Go for it. This is one of yours. Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, and it uh, starts with the word and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's this one then? And it's, yeah, the, it's, it, it, it's the second longest band name I know. Yeah, it's pretty, is, it took a it while. Is, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's not the longest band name I know. But, uh, which, yeah, is, and, which is, which is, uh, and I, uh, and you'll know it's by the trailer Dead. Uh, but this, this band's called And So I Watched You From Far. I see, long band names, the theme is start in the middle of a sentence. Yes. Or at least in a grammatically incorrect sentence. Yes. Okay, and the track is called... Rats on a Rock. It is. It took me a long time to find it. I had to get the entire <laughs> album and slice it out of it. Uh, so it's enjoy, good to challenge you. Enjoy though. this. <laughs> or enjoy it if I can make the damn thing play. One more time. And just like that, we're back on the mic. Wow. I like to try and talk the guests up to the very last second and then throw the mic at them. I feel unscented. <laughs> Damn, I was hoping you'd feel natural. Like, you know, when you uh, when a photographer wants you to take a natural photo, they just let you to turn to the camera, mm. all sort of like without thinking in a photo and bang. A bit like that. Natural. At a jaunty angle, though. Exactly. <laughs> As if they did it while you were upside down. Or surprised. Or surprised. I mean, surprised is a good look. Mm. I mean, that's uh, all of Busted and McFly, Green Day, um, oh, who are the ones who did all the small things, Blink-182. That was pretty much their look for their entire career. They all looked surprised. Surprised, yeah. That whole emo scene, frankly, is about surprised. I think too much coffee. Yeah, you do wonder what the principle that was. I never, I know, I don't, I think it was, as far as I'm aware, it's Green Day who did that first. I'm sure there's a someone progenitor before that. But where the surprise thing came in, the sort of wide eyes. Turn the head to one side slightly. I'm trying to do this in a way that it works audio-wise. I can see it, but yeah. maybe our viewers can't. But You know what we're talking it about. It looks viewers. convincing enough. Turn your head about 20 degrees to one side and open your eyes as wide as you can in a sort of David Tennant way. And then um, constantly make lots of like small bird jerky movements uh, while changing expression really abruptly. And there you have a certain style of musical performance. I don't know. Uh, we can't go any further with that, though, really. I don't think you can. No. We could say, is it good or not? No. Okay, there we go. Decided. <laughs> That's the first bit of law for the day. Right, well, it's time for your topic. Ah, yeah. Mr. East, your song, your topic. Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep calling you Mr. East for a reason, because it'll make the jingle I'm about to play make more sense. Have you made a jingle? Of course I've made a jingle. Oh, that's really kind of you. Thank you I very much. That's be a jingle, because no of this jingle, which introduces the uh, jingle. I'm going to keep playing that for, I'm, I'm eventually going to have to drop that jingle because frankly it is, it is without purpose but uh, I'll just play it and talk over it for the next few weeks I think that uh, at the end is just a bit that's why I want to keep it oh really <laughs> it's only the uh, I'm into <laughs> uh, so yeah this is uh, this is your jingle Mr. East okay North no South? no well what about West come on now you know East is best quite brief that's excellent do you want to do it again <laughs> I, might, I tried to make it longer but I have that as my alarm clock call <laughs> I mean, on loop, that would get uncomfortable. I'll do a longer cut. I'll do like a sort of 20 second cut with a bit more like breakdown in the middle, maybe some banjo. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Good. North, no, south? No. Well, what about west? Come on now. You know, east is best. So, what's your topic? Uh, I want to talk about the word cool. Okay. And uh, what it means today. Okay, interesting. I think. Uh, what got you thinking about this then? How did you start on this topic? Uh, well, I think. It's um, it's just kind of word that kind of um, just is liberally used in conversation. Mm, I um, use it quite a lot myself. Yeah, and uh, um, I, I get you know sometimes accused of 
doing something because it's cool. Mm. Um, not not all the time and not that I'm aware of most of the time. Um, and also you kind of, you know, you get kind of friends asking you, oh, is this cool? Or, um, mm-hmm. you know, when it's maybe, maybe buying a pair of trousers or about a certain bar. It's good to know that people come to you with these questions. Um, it's quite comforting to know that you're the... Uh the thermometer of cool for certain friends of yours. I'm not putting myself on that pedestal. I'm just saying it. But if you have any questions, listeners, then uh, please get in contact with Mr. Sean. Yeah, I'm not not some sort of cool guru at all. You've just heard my music, so... uh, Well... um, Yeah, um, I mean, it's all in the art. It's damn cool, is what it is. Carry on. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I was was kind of interested that it's just kind of used so much to describe so so many things, and Mm -hmm. I think... Um, so I was kind of interested in, I'm like, well, well, you know, where does, where does the meaning of the word cool come from? And it kind of harks back to kind of early, early 20th century kind of jazz, jazz movement. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of really was to describe something that was very, very different and right. very different to the, for, to the norm. Yeah, there's uh, an irony. Something, well, that's yeah, it. Yeah. it. It has completely become ironic. Mm. Um, and the fact is that I think, you know, um, in our kind of modern consumerist world, uh, cool is used as a as a means to kind of almost as a kind of a measure, as to say. Um, I see, like a baseline. Yeah, yeah. yeah rather than so being a sort of outlier, it's if the, something's cool, like you know, the coolest destinations to go to, or the the coolest things to wear. Or, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah, um, you're there's right. E- there's even a website called Cool Hunters. So you know, if you're if you're uh, if your prey is coolness, then you can go on <laughs> coolhunters.com. I'm just imagining and, uh, people with rifles, hipsters with rifles. I mean, the, the current, well, last time I was aware of the hipster look, it suits a rifle, a kind does. of lumbersexual kind of look. Yeah. So I guess those could be the cool hunters. But they are. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it is a funny one, you're right, because it's sort of, it's moved from being the outlier on the bell curve to being basically the, the peak of the bell. It's like, it's the, you're right, you're sort of, when, you, when you're asking if something is cool, you're basically saying, is it what everyone agrees to. Is it okay? What, it's exactly. Kind of, it's just, yeah. Is it fine? Yeah. Is it fine? It's just kind of a standard affirmation, basically. Yes, I mean, do you think that do you think that's a, uh, a loss? Do you think we have a word that is that you that means what cool used to mean? Is there a replacement? I don't think so. I can't think of one. I think there's loads of other versions that certainly, mm. and, and again, you know, something like cool, I think it, you know, you find it comes from kind of um, uh, sort of... Uh, black american slang mm-hmm. um you can look at kind of modern slang and and say you know is there well, other, is, true. is there other way other <clears throat> other words i suppose kind of there are that. things we don't know about yeah that's a very good point actually i guess i mean i learned the word swag a few years ago still not entirely sure of the context i just use it um ironically because i don't know what it means uh basically just something that's good i think but maybe swag is like cool maybe swag is something that's isn't swag something that kind of burglars have yeah it's that too that's the be- that's the starting point for any underground slang, ideally from a minority, because it seems to be where the most of the the, the sticking stuff comes from. Mm. Um, is that generally that word means something else to the people who don't understand it? Mm-hmm. Ideal way of distancing people, because then they go, "Oh, but I thought cool just meant that you weren't warm." I'll, just, I'll leave. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. You sort of you exactly you, you push away your uh, non-target market quite immediately by confusing them. Well, and the same with swag or wicked. Mm, exactly. Which it has is, to mean the thing it doesn't mean. Exactly. Bad, yeah. meaning good. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, there probably is one out there, and we just are not. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe being in Totnes, we're not at the centre of uh, contemporary language culture. That is true. I don't want to throw that out there. 
without you know it's kind of backing I, I haven't done the, the the theory but let's assume that's the case um and if that is the case then maybe we just don't know about it maybe there is one but maybe it's time to retire the word cool maybe that's what you're trying to get at i think so yeah i think it you know it doesn't really represent anything anymore yeah it's it's sort of <sighs> which is a shame it's like when there's um there's this, there's a Stuart Lee piece. Not I'm not say specifically what it's about because it's a little bit um, controversial. But it's about uh, when you put a symbol out in the world with uh, a bunch of things you believe it it means, and you give it to everyone, or at least everyone takes it. Uh, it's likely to come back not resembling the thing you uh, you once thought it to be. Mm. And his view is that that's that's just right and okay, and you have to accept it when it comes back looking confused. When your teenage son. Uh, goes out for his first weekend away with his friends, comes back as a man you don't recognise, wearing clothes you didn't think he'd ever wear, and with a piercing in his face and a tattoo on his arm. You have to accept that. So maybe cool is just the the prodigal son returning, all messed up and confused. But to the people who know it properly, it's still cool. In a way. Okay, officially retired. <laughs> cool is officially retired. And this is The Stooges with a song called TVI. I didn't mess that one up, did I? No, it's a good TVI. song. TVI. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. I always get concerned about the songs I play uh, having swearing in, so I look up the lyrics just to make sure. Um, there aren't many lyrics. I love Vicky Pop. You look at his lyrics and you realise he basically says she's got a TVI on me and then a variety of sort of non-sentences. But damn, does it work well. It's the way he does it. It's the way he does it's it. It's actually, exactly. It's and that's the why power. there is. it is exactly the raw power. It is exactly that. It is the fun house that he came from. Exactly. Okay, so I think there's a little more in this uh, this cool topic here. I mean, it is a cool topic. Uh, so I thought we'd have a brief... We'd have some cool facts. We're about to make it uncool with exactly, facts. Exactly. Let's have some cool facts, by which we mean uh, okay. facts about cool. Uh, a brief history of cool, if you will. Well, yeah. I've done a, I've done a little bit of research, uh, and I've got some notes, uh, Ben. Oh, hello. That's uh, the first yeah. time that's ever happened. Really? Someone's brought notes to People usually forget to bring the thing they were going to talk about, let alone <laughs> notes relating to it's it. It's not very Totnesian, I know. Sorry. It's uh, very cool. Because uh, it's an outlier. See, there we go. Thanks. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Bringing it back. Okay, so the, the word cool. So the earliest... Um, Example of it, and, and, and the original meaning of kind of, you know, between not too warm and not too cold, as they say, mm-hmm. uh, um, dates back to kind of 9th century Dutch and German languages. Okay, okay. So uh, um, the word col, C-O-L. So, uh, they have uh, given us a decent amount of words, those Dutch. They have, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And they, uh, um, yeah, and, and, and that's kind of the earliest of kind of the known use of that word to explain that particular thing. But... Um, Oh, Bill Shakespeare, uh, um, he's used it twice. Now, um, I haven't read much Shakespeare, which isn't cool. Um, uh, but <laughs> uh, I will, I'll attempt to now, which is, okay, which is okay. weird. So it's now first on my radio read and then read, reading Shakespeare on... Uh, um, so there's one raising example. the standard of yeah. the show, Mark. I, I think it's good. I think it's good. We haven't had any Shakespeare reading so far. Really? Not yet. This is the first. Set in the level. So here we go. Let's, this is different. Let's okay. dive in. All right. Um, so yeah, there's an example from... Uh, Night, um, Midsummer's Night Dream. Uh, lovers and madmen have such seething brains, such shaping fantasies that apprehend more than cool reason ever comprehends. Uh, and there's another example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was, just, uh, just letting it settle. Okay, letting okay. it appreciate. I'm just going straight in. Just I need to relax. Let everyone appreciate cool. it. Okay, carry on. Okay, and there's and and there's even more. There's, <laughs> there's uh, a line from Hamlet as well. Mm-hmm. 
O gentle sun, upon the heat and flame of thy distemper, sprinkle cool patience. I do like the concept of sprinkling cool patience. Sprinkling cool patience. I think I should use that if anyone gets a bit rowdy in the bar I work at. I think you just throw that right at them. Yeah. Hey, we just sprinkle some cool patience on this situation. You guys just sit down. <laughs> exactly. Or just I may command somebody to sprinkle that cool patience on your behalf. You don't have to do the sprinkling. It's not your job. It's a job. Give it to someone else. Get them to do it. Exactly. You're hey, too, you. Exactly. You're exactly. too cool to actually have a job. So, <laughs> you know, delegate it. Oh, Jesus. This is getting complicated. How cool can we... Never mind. Okay, and from there, we, we're, we're, we're way back in the 1600s at this point, I believe. I think that's correct. We are Don't way, fact way check back. me on that. Yeah, I won't. Cause I, I think it's 1500s. 1500s. I'm pretty sure Elizabeth died in 1603. Yes, she did, I think. Okay. Carry on. Okay. She started then. Oh, it doesn't matter. So we need to kind of bring it to where it is now. We're kind of, you know, talking about a, um, a composure of sorts. And uh, um, actually how it kind of ended up with the, um, the jazz cats of the kind of early to mid... Uh, um, 20th mm. century mm. Um, doesn't necessarily come from the, the nicest part of history which um, it kind of you know, harks back to um, sort of the West African sort of slave trade and slaves coming over to America mm-hmm. and there's a term called itutu um, which is the, the ability to have quality of character denoting composure in the face of danger but also having uh, an element of place, playfulness humour and generosity oh, that's a nice that's a nice word it is and it's very endearing I think as well if you think about the kind of and situation these guys are in. yeah I'm seeing the link between that and cool so yeah you know in, in, in the face of things remaining kind of calm that's, and that's where the two things meet isn't it that's where mm-hmm. the composure remaining cool in the face of meets with a sense of playfulness and I suppose that is you're right that's that, that's how you're different you're taking you're doing something different but you're doing it in a very relaxed way precisely that's true the person who's being different but showing the strain of it isn't cool yeah the person who's doing being different but just seems to make it look like so what yeah and what and and, and, and again that's how it's kind of transcended into the kind of the kind of the blues and the jazz world so mm. I suppose kind of the the, the the kind of pinnacle of that is kind of I suppose Miles Davis with the birth of the cool album. Yeah, uh, you know. So uh, um, I know that is the problem with that whole period when you got like cool jazz and stuff. Is it now sounds like a terrible? Is it it's like yeah. the worst sort of free with the Daily Mail album? Exactly. But obviously, <laughs> that's the danger of a word changing. And, and, I, and I suppose it's also you know, it's all contextual, really. Mm. Isn't it? It's so. much like Michael Jackson using the word bad for his album. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, at the time, that would have been confusing, considering people might not have been clear on the good meaning of the word bad. Mm. But now it's just bad because the word bad is bad in that sense. That's oh, complicated, isn't it? Is, it? is it just something for the younger generations? And then you get to, you know, I'm, I'm in Maybe my middle it. 30s now, so mm. am I ready just to leave coolness? And, I think it's and, good and that you came on the radio and, and put down the law on what cool is and uh, whether it should remain a word. I think it's good that we... Uh, out of all the people did this uh, <laughs> I think it's only right uh, only, yeah, yeah I think it's only right I mean look, it could have been Simon Mayo at the end of the day this is still preferable I think <laughs> I think we still have a greater grasp I mean you were living in London for crying out loud you know you were you were at the heart of what I believe should be cool anyway oh, I'm a cool reject there you go. oh you see of course that's true you left yes exactly or were you thrown out I t- <laughs> you were asked I t- to leave t- well I, I chose to turn my back. But. There we go. That's better. You see, that's even cooler. Look how cool that is. Jesus. Can you get bounced from London? Is that a thing? Like, you just, I'm free, you guys, you're, you're, <laughs> sir, you're letting us down. We need you to leave. <laughs> Probably that and a, and a minute of just running, or, yeah, running away in yeah. shame. <laughs> I guess you could just be asked to go to a, a less cool borough 
like if you were in Hackney, they'd be like, I'm sorry, sir, it's, the time has come. You've sort of, you've hit your mid thirties and now's the time you're probably going to have to go to, I'm trying to think of an area now. I don't know where in London. Where's not, where's not, is there anywhere left that's not cool in London? Lambeth. Lambeth. Oh, sorry guys in Lambeth. You're probably not listening. I don't know. <laughs> no, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Except we do. We definitely do. Okay. I guess we should probably have another song. Uh, this one is another one of yours and it starts with an M. No, there's two that starts with an M. I know. There's another M following it in the next word. Oh, it would be Modest Mouse. It is Modest Mouse. Oh, this is a cool song. This is my great game I play with my uh, my guests. Yes, this is a song called uh, Dashboard by Modest Mouse. And good heavens are they good. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to get some excitement going. This is a very yeah. mellow show. I'm trying to like, it's mon- It's morning. Come on. Come on, Tuesday morning. That's it. It's the morning after the most miserable day of the year. I'm sure yes. every single radio DJ mentioned it at least 35 times yesterday. It's this Blue Monday. Exactly. I'm going to do the controversial. I'm going to take like a bit, bit more cool. I'm not going to talk about it on the day. I'm going to talk about it the day after. Exactly. Yeah. Well, now it's in the past. It's no longer dangerous. It can't, it can't hurt us now. Really? Well, it's already happened. That's true. <laughs> as long as we've come through it unscathed, then it's all good. So there's a Carl Pilkington line about the fact that he likes to read the news about a week later because then it's not as scary anymore. I <laughs> yeah. Which I think is pretty great, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, the news is, is horrifying the day it happens. A um, week later, mm, history. Mm. Exactly. I don't read about the Crusades. Actually, that's not true. I do get upset about the Crusades. Um, but no, I'm trying to think of any of them. The witch trials, they're upsetting as well. Oh God! It's fallen to pieces on air. It has. This is why you need to talk about things. Exactly. As a as a as a as a people as a community, we need to you need to get these things out in the open so you can see them for what they really are. I'd say so. And what are they? Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know that. So, right about now, about this time in the show, we normally play a bit of a uh, bit of role playing. I like role playing. Exactly. Uh, I mean, there's no actual costumes involved. We're not going to be making any physical contact, so it's not going to be quite as exciting as it might sound. But what I can promise is that it'll involve, um, uh, well, potentially violence, some uh, some rather ripe language like uh, darn, gosh, blimey. There's going to be some... Drat. That'll probably be in there somewhere. Okay. I'll try and hold back on the drat as much as possible. Because we're about to uh, journey into a story that's been going on for quite a few weeks now. It involves uh, a character by the name of Shia LaBeouf and a wood. Ominous. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Well, except what I'm about to tell you. Okay. To recap. On a balmy summer evening, you accompanied your friends into the cool of the local woods and had a party. The joy was short-lived as your band of brothers and sisters gradually fell into a mysterious sleep leaving you with nothing left to do but join them. When you woke, you found yourself in grave danger. Your friends and foam were gone, and a naked, human-flesh-hungry Shia LaBeouf was pursuing you, intending to eat your flesh. This is not good. It's not good, is it? For what seems like an eternity, you've been trapped in the surprisingly large wood, Over the course of several stilted conversations and several fumbled fights, you've survived so long, but at a cost. Numerous celebrities have given their lives to save you, from Jerry Halliwell to a resurrected Bruce Lee. 
After witnessing such horror, you have changed. In your last encounter, you talked national treasure David Attenborough into throwing himself at the mercy of the famous cannibal. Now the present moment. In this present moment, you are once again running for your life through the just-about penetrable woods. Your hands scratch against the clogged web of vines and thorns, and your feet bump and trip over unseen fallen logs and branches. And then, all at once, you emerge in a clearing. You have encountered many clearings on your quest, but this one is different. This one is so large that you cannot see the other side. You realise in a flash that this is no ordinary clearing. It is the edge of the woods. And so, while technically a clear area between wooded areas, you are out of the wood. Yes. Yes. Thank goodness. Pause for drama. Ahead of you lies a small village. Smoke rises from its huddled chimneys, and a soft light of warm homes bathes its various windows. What do you do? Ah, good, good point. I, I'd probably um, run to the, the local pub and uh, raise the alarm that there is a, a cannibal Shia LaBeouf. It's lucky you chose to do that, because there is a local pub I prepared for you. You run down the hill towards the village and enter the high street. The village is small, nothing more than a high street, really. On that high street is a pub, a church, and a school. You've made your decision, so you run into the pub. It's basically empty, apart from the usual two or three regular barflies, and a crotchety old barman by the name of Bill. What do you do? Uh, I ask him um, if he has any weapons, um, but exp- essentially explain the situation. Maybe order a, um, a drink beforehand, because I've been running, so I'll be quite thirsty. Okay, what do you order? Um, probably um, a local craft beer of sorts. Craft uh, beer? Craft beer? Craft beer? No. Um, or or a, a dark ale, a nutty brown ale. We can eat nut brown ale. Okay, that's good. Eat nut brown ale for you. Um, there do. And then, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll ask him if uh, um, if actually any of his locals would want to uh, join forces and oh, take ask on. Him. Um, ask him. Um, excuse me, bartender. Right. Um, do you have any uh, likely uh, gentlemen who would uh, uh, like to uh, engage in fighting a cannibal Charlebuff that is making his way very quickly towards his pub? What do we think about that? Yeah. What is old Bob up there? He bobble up, you it. Bob, is that Bob? He bobble up, you it. It'll help. Hey. Does he have any experience in fighting? Oh, you love fighting. He fight wolves. He's fight fought wolves. Fought fought wolves. Genetically modified ones. Hey. <laughs> um. In his time. <laughs> um, that, that's good to know. Would he, would he be keen? Can I go and ask him? Well, you can ask me if you like. Um, okay, does, does, okay. Hello, Bob. You walk over to Bob and touch his shoulder lightly. He turns. You realise with a start that he only has one side of his face. The other side is a vortex. Wow. Okay, how big of a... Well, a vortex is huge. Well, but roughly the size of one side of his face. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But does anything get sucked into that vortex? Well, maybe that's how he fights the wolves. I'm not sure. Okay. You can probably tell him improvising this section. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) This is is strange. Um, uh, Bob, how how is half your face a vortex? Was this from wolf fighting? Don't ask him that. Who does me that? Okay, okay. Um, Would you be prepared to uh, uh, fight uh, um, Shia LaBeouf? He kind of looks like a wolf. He has long hair. If you need me to, my man, I will fight Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Is that vortex any use on the side of your face? You will find the vortex most useful when the time comes. Okay. Well, can that time be now? It probably is now, but if it isn't now, we will be prepared for then. That's good. So we are prepared. We just need to... Where is Shia LaBeouf, though? I mean, he's... 
he's he's he was in chase earlier. He was in chase, and I've just had a pint. That's true. So he must have been behind. <laughs> no, he's. I mean, he you you left him, uh, if I remember correctly, eating David Attenborough. Ah, deep in the wood. It's possible that he hasn't found his way out yet. He might not have realised where you've gone. I mean, he does have your scent, so he will be here eventually. That's true. And that was quite old, so probably quite chewy. The question is, are you going to hunt him down, or are you going to let him hunt you down? No, let's, I think you're right. I think let's 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 go and find Charlebuff with a, a man with half a vortex in his face. Bob, uh, no, yeah, it is Bob, um, and his experience in fighting wolves. I think I think we're we're good. We're, the game is good. Let, let's go. Let's go okay. to the game. Let's do it then. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you do then? What's your first step? I, uh, I firstly buy uh, Bob a pint for his. Uh, um, Thank troubles, you for the drinks. Sir. And he downs it in one through the vortex. <laughs> it's gone. And then I say, right, forever. let's uh, let's head for the woods or towards the woods and hunt down Charlebuff. He's taken out many a celebrity, and he's eaten David Attenborough, a national treasure. Um, and uh, you know, I hope I'm getting rolled up enough to kind of. Although it doesn't sound like the sort of chap who gets rolled, he just kind of does stuff. I'm not really rileable, but I have to say, Planet Earth Two was magnificent. So That's if you need me to fight this man, I fight this man, I will. Okay. Do you need a weapon, Bob? Or you? My weapon is with me at this all times. Okay. Let's go and take on trial, but I'm just okay. going to grab this bar stool because I think that might be useful. Well, you don't take my bar stool, do you? <laughs> um, okay, I'll put it back then. You put back the bar stool. Okay. It's better. Can I have an ashtray? No, you can have an ashtray. Okay. Can't smoke inside no more anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so we'll, you know, so we kind okay. of, I grab an ashtray right. that's no longer needed okay. um, because it's superfluous mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and I take Bob to Charlotte Booth. Okay, uh, so you go out, you, we're you, ready you leave to the fight. pub. Yeah, right, we, okay. leave the, yeah, we leave the pub. What is your first step in trying to find him? Uh, you can access, I mean, I'm pretty sure Bob has some impressive uh, ranger skills. You can always ask him if, it's, if he can do anything for you. Um, I think actually we could go and find him, but I think we start shouting. Okay. Him. Uh, going Shire, Shire. So not using the sneaking up approach. No, no, no. Just go, go. <laughs> the come we're, we're here prepared. approach. So uh, start, start shouting. Make okay. a big point. I'm going to clap my hands. I might even um, uh, light a fire. Okay, let's uh, see what happens with a bar stool. Shire LaBeouf emerges at the end of the high street, naked um, and quite full, but not full enough. He still wants to eat you. Okay. What do you do? Uh, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to clap my hands and start running towards him. And mm. uh, Bob is with me. He's running alongside both okay. of us, neck and neck, running towards him okay. and ready to take him off. I have an ashtray okay. uh, and I am going to uh, uh, try and hit him across the head with right. the ashtray okay, and then let Bob do his work. Okay, you swing your ashtray wildly at Shia LaBeouf's head. He didn't expect this. You've been quite passive so far in the fight against him. This was a very aggressive move. It caught him by surprise, and the ashtray caught him on the side of the face. He fell to the ground, alarmed, angry, but quite injured. He has lost some health. This is good. It's about eating all of that. What does Bob do? What do you direct him to do? Uh, I ask Bob to uh, um, use his vortex to suck Shia LaBeouf into himself. Like, okay. like a snake eating a goat. Okay. Um, uh, this is what I'm hoping the vortex can do. If that's what you wanted me to do, Mike, that is what I will do, yes. says Bob. Bob runs towards him with his face, face first, if you will, <laughs> and plunges his face into the face of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> it is an unpleasant sight. You see the face of Shia LaBeouf disappear into the face of Bob. Unfortunately, the vortex is only so wide, so he kind of gets stuck at the shoulders. <laughs> oh, no. This is the problem. So now you've got a sort of Bob uh, who, with most of Shia LaBeouf protruding from one half of his face. 
this is awkward. I mean, he's not. He's, he seems to be stuck. What do you want to do now? Um, well, we don't want Charlebeuf coming out of the vortex. Okay. And he's stuck, so it's kind of a catch-22. Mm. But do you want to harm Bob? Well, that's it. But That'd be very. He's been very good to you so far. So so far, but mm. he did. I did buy him a pint. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's it's, it's been a two-way street. Um, I think uh, we need somehow to, to make Charlebeuf a little bit smaller. Right. Um, and uh, um, so we need to find, I need to find a sh- sharp object and maybe start, okay. I can cut Charlebeuf up. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm probably going to go back to the pub okay. and speak to the uh, landlord. Right, you return, you enter the pub. Yes. The regulars look unperturbed. Okay. But you want a drink there? Um, no, I've just had one. You um, buy your drink if you, you get out. You buy your drink. Okay, can I have another nutty brown ale? You never know. Okay, there you go. Thank you very much. Can yeah? Can you just top that up? It's more than five percent head. Hey, that's that's a good. That's the clearance. Okay, that's fine. If you will, okay. Oh, he'll top it up for you. Really. Okay, thank you very much. Be there. Um, I, w- I would order some nuts, but I was wondering if you, you can have, have some nuts if you like. I wonder if you have an, um, a dry roast then, please. Um, there you have some nuts. Okay, and do you have um, a large axe? Or a knife. Um, well, you have an axe, yes. Well, I've got a bit of a problem with Bob. He's got half a Charlotte Buff sticking out of his face. Oh, not again. <laughs> well, you can, have my, you can have my axe. Okay, this is good. Uh, okay, I'll bring it back and I'll, I'll clean it. Very good of you. We'll okay. keep the drink for you. Okay. Um, oh, well, no, I'll have that. Let me just down it quickly. Okay, yeah, you go. Very, very good, sir. Very good. It's delicious. You're going to pay for that? Um, yeah. How much? Well, it'll be 25 pounds, sir. Beg your pardon? 25 pounds, sir. Here's 10. <laughs> oh, it's not enough. <laughs> it's fifteen. Well, no. Okay, thank pay, you. Pay the rest when you get back. Bloody hell, that's expensive. Um, okay, right. Okay, so I've got an axe, um, and I'm going to go out, uh, back out into the uh, into the street, near the near the near the clearing. Near the okay. Woods, and I'm going to uh, attempt to um, chop. You return to the high street. It is empty. Mm. Uh. And then Bob emerges from a side street. With nothing protruding from his face. Uh oh, okay. He looks at you and tries to speak. But nothing comes out. So something's gone in. It's very possible. Okay. What do you do? Uh, I ask him, uh, Bob. Um, at this point, Shia LaBeouf bursts out of the chest what? of Bob. He managed to get him inside, but now he is emerging like that goat from inside that snake. Yes. Because the goat was not dead yet. Shire claws his way from the centre of Bob, releasing a vortex of energy which explodes, firing you back into the church. The door slams, the bell rings, and there is silence. And that's the end of the episode. I can't leave it there. (laughs) That was pretty good. That was alright. Yeah, I know, exactly. I think you did very well, actually. Quite, 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 well gross in terms of like yeah I mean it was, it was alien <coughs> sort of one. I'm lucky we didn't get to the point where you started chopping up Shia LaBeouf that's why I was trying to delay you just to make sure that I felt that wouldn't be necessarily appropriate for morning television I and mean, we did have a man bursting out of another man yes but that's you know that's that, what with Game of Thrones and at the pre-mentioned uh, Walking Dead that's just it's just normal that's these lightweight days. these days yeah, yeah, it's just it's a trip down a high street pre-watershed isn't it yeah, really exactly alright we should probably play another song um, we don't quite have time though should we um, what should we do we've got a few minutes before we have to play a song and then finish the show up Okay. Anything you want to talk about? Um, interesting point. Uh, well, we spoke about coolness, yeah. and uh, um, I we, did have one put... topic I could ask you, mm. if you'd like. Yeah. Unless you have anything coming to mind. Nothing as such. Okay. I'm just thinking of cool all the time. Well, this is this relates to that. 
Um, the question was, uh, what you, well, as I've mentioned previously, you've moved here from London uh, relatively recently. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do about London? What are we going to do about it? Yeah. Um, I think what we need to do is, I think maybe more people need to uh, to leave it. <laughs> I see, I see. And, and spread across the UK, taking their uh, talent and... Nice. Uh, and creativity with them. Like a reverse invasion. Like a, yeah, like a, you know, people exiling. Refu- mm. Not refugees in London, but uh, people are that choosing the, that. That's actually the best passive way to defeat anything, isn't it? If you wanted to defeat an enemy state in a war, don't attack them. Just get or everyone them. to leave. Yeah. Just get everyone in the country who isn't, you know, on the side of the army. So basically everyone else, just to leave. I think, um, I think yeah, you know, I kind of work, work in kind of creative subjects or, uh, you know, designer and, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's a very expensive place to live. Mm. I think an education is very expensive in, in mm. London. Is it, is it anywhere else? But I think kind of people going and settling places and, you know, there's more to the UK than London. We could be like uh, Scotland was during the Industrial Revolution, being a, a incredibly impressive diaspora, while Scotland possibly might have suffered from that. It's maybe possibly true. I don't know. But uh, they did fill the world with amazing Scots. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, so... London could be the new Scotland. <laughs> what, can try and claim independence? Well, I that, think it's been trying to do that for yeah, a while. No, it has become an independent state, a rogue state. A rogue state, think. yes. Yeah, yeah. A swollen yeah. state, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, um, just sort of, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a sort of, you know when you have, uh, I think, you know, concentration gradients? You may, I know you didn't do that well in maths, but did you do okay in science? A little bit, yeah. Do you remember concentration gradients? That when there's two concentrations, they'll gradually equal out. Mm. It feels like London's been defying physics for quite a period of time. Yes. The concentration within the boundaries exactly. of the M25 have got, um, has got unreasonable. And at some point, the gradient needs to, to even. Yeah. And maybe that is this time. There's some amazing infographics. If you go online and look at the population map of the UK, okay. um, which does everything in proportion. Mm. Um, so you get what kind of looks like the normal map of the UK, but mm. based on home ownership and uh, um, so basically you get a very very thin needle point Scotland and then just kind of this bulbous kind of backside of Great Britain that kind of comes out that's kind of London uh, and then it kind of tapers back off towards the southwest it's that's pretty fantastic uh, and it kind of puts things literally in perspective yes <laughs> um, well that's the perfect way to end so what we're going to do about London is um, leave yes just leave as quick as you can yeah Come on, come and join us. We're in Totnes. Yeah. If anyone's listening. Have a cup of tea. It's nice down here. Or two. We just, we just spend our Tuesday mornings chatting. Exactly. Playing role-playing games. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. Admittedly, he's currently being paid and he's going back to his office in about a minute. But, but outside of that, it's great. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can still design hotels for Saudis. You can still do that here. You can, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's our man Sean is doing here. Yeah. We're going to talk about that, but I realised... What are you going to say? You can't make a decision it's, about that. It's work. It's work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just chat. I was giving you a break. Thank you. So let's finish the show up as we always do by playing music and then and then stopping. That's that's a traditional way of finishing. Is it just a dead end? We just stop it, yeah. I mean, you got to, at some point you have to. It's like the void in Bob's face. Exactly. <laughs> it should be the name of the show. <laughs> the that void would, in Bob's face. That would have been a better name for the show. Yeah. But for now it's called It's Raining Ben. Uh, and this is your final song. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Minor Victories. I feel like it's been a Minor Victory today. I think it's a nice it's way to end the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the name of the track? Because I can't it's read it. It's called Scattered Ashes. Scattered Ashes. The scattered ashes of this show. Blown to the wind. Other poetic stuff. 
Thanks for being on the show, Sean. It was really nice. Thank you for having me, Ben. Yeah. It's been brilliant. Thank we'll you. get you back in the future because uh, eventually I'll run out of friends. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>